You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. Exposing the struggles and celebrating the successes in the life of coaches who are action takers and creating authentic impact in today's world. Whether you're just starting out, expanding your reach, or exploding your impact, you're in the right place right now. Stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Now, here are your hosts of the Coach's Journey Podcast. All right. What's up, Coaches Nation? Excited for another week of an amazing episode on this podcast. We are here. At, my name is Dr. Sherry Fuelland. We have our co-host, Faisal Insan, and we have an amazing guest for you today. Coming all the way from across the pond, depending on what side of the pond you're on, um, we're excited to unpack her journey because she is an amazing coach and um, really has worked very intentionally at balancing her improvement in her business as well as her ability to coach because you can be the most amazing coach in the world but if nobody knows you exist doesn't really matter so so we're going to unpack that i know you guys are going to walk away with some nuggets and some things that you can do to implement into your own business so first as we always do uh, we're going to talk about some wins arena can you share some wins uh in your life over the past week with us Oh, um, I, excuse me, <laughs> sorry, my, uh, my computer glitched. Um, I just actually finished a weekend long training on how to work uh, my coaching business, basically how to sharpen my message uh, to make sure that it lands. And um, I'm very excited about that because I feel like that's, that's where I am. That's where the real tweaking comes so that we can actually really gain momentum. So that's, that was intense, like three-day weekend, LA time. So, so until four o'clock in the morning here, but it was all good. Really lovely. That's awesome. That's commitment when you're willing to go all night because it's a different time zone. <laughs> it is, but you know what though? I mean, like if you really want to work, make it work, that is what it takes. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Like you have to be so committed to to, to make it work because there's a lot of things that we have to overcome um, just in this endeavor, especially if you're not an entrepreneur already. Um, there's so many things that you have to learn. And so um, there comes a point where the trial and error becomes just very trying, you know, where, so you really want to make sure that you get the right guidance. Um, and in the same way that we want to coach people, uh, we want to guide them to actually better life and things like that. I think it's important as entrepreneurs, at least for me, like, I'm very much committed in making sure that um, that I get the right guidance so I can really make this fly because otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Arena, for sharing that. Yeah. Faisal, how about you? So you, your connection is going slow on mine. How about mine? Because my connection has been off this whole morning. Can, can you hear me and see me properly? I can hear you and see you properly. Okay, okay. And Irina, do you see Sherry slowing down? Yeah, it seems she was slurred a little bit. I mean, yeah, you I can't can. slow Sherry down, but her connection. I, I, <laughs> promise, I promise the slurring was not because I'm drunk. I promise you. Now I want to know more. We do have a snowstorm here. My kids are home today. It's a snow day. So it's quite possible that all the snow is interfering with our connection. So I'll do the best I can. 
uh, well, neither of us in south of Spain, so <laughs> we'll do the best that we can on the side of the world. <laughs> so um, uh, uh, for me, I, I think a huge win uh, for me has been a, a growth that I've been going through. And, and that's thanks to, to the community and, and the different coaches that are involved. And I'm getting coached on the conscious parenting side. And there are a lot of things I've worked in that area. But uh, just going deeper with a coach even more um, at the emotional and spiritual level has been, it's been transformational. In fact, I just got off a call and this whole week, actually this whole past two weeks have been a healing journey in a sense. So uh, it's a huge win for me. That's fantastic. Awesome. All right. Hopefully y'all will hear my win. Um, so last week I had the opportunity to go to Mexico for a week with my family, but it was the purpose of it was for a mastermind um a really really good mastermind um really addressed and helped me think more intentionally about some of the mindset um struggles that i have um around business and then when i got back this week um i got a couple people to reach out to me organically um because of some stuff that i post on facebook you know i post what i love and 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 try to um, give value that way. And they both reached out, which hasn't happened before in this way. So it was just a really cool win. All right. Sherry's becoming famous. I like it. <laughs> J- no, JP, I don't know if JP is going to be jealous about that, but <laughs> yeah. So secretly or not so secretly, my husband has a goal. He wants to be famous. So I tease him when I get more <laughs> attention than him. <laughs> All right. Um, so the, the, uh, the sponsor for our podcast is the coaching mastery community. Um, they support what we do and, uh, you know, make sure that we get all these podcasts out and that people are able to hear this. Uh, Faisal, can you share with the community what coaching mastery community is about? Yeah. And, and, uh, for me, I mean, most of what I've done, it started with like, I've been able to accomplish it started with coaching mastery community. And and all it is, is a community of coaches working together to support each other on the skill set side, which is important. Um, even after they get their certification, because as arena will share certification is not enough (laughs) a lot of times, even uh, whether it's on the skill set or business side. So we focus on coaching mastery and business mastery. And we work together to help each other build our businesses, move forward, and um, and really make an impact in the world. Awesome. And so if you would like to join a community to help support you, um, help you move forward in your coaching uh, practice, both with coaching and with the business side, uh, feel free to visit our website, coachingmasterycommunity.com. And I feel like I should sing that, like, coachingmasterycommunity.com. Like, yeah, I like that know, better. Just- doesn't that have a better ring? <laughs> it does. It does. I like it. All right. Arena Hale. Did I pronounce your last name? I know I've known you for years and I don't know that I've ever said your last name. It's a common mispronunciation. It's Hyla, actually. Arena Hyla. Hyla? Okay. Perfect. So Arena, um, you have been a coach for quite a while. Um, and you've got a really interesting journey. Uh, can you just kind of introduce yourself uh, in how you got into coaching? Sure. Yeah, I could do that. Um, so I got into coaching is essentially what I am very much passionate about right now and, and sort of enlightening to others. I 
Um, I was living a life that was amazing on paper. I had just gotten a post uh, to work internationally with a huge uh, Fortune 500 company doing consulting work in London. And that was just amazing. And every, I was just, I was ascending. I was going up the ladder. My CV was very solid, but I was working like crazy, 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 crazy. Um, and um, after two years of that, I was just absolutely burnt out. And I think that um, in retrospect, I always, always like to think about and kind of own my part of it, I think. And I think this is where really with the coaching and self-awareness comes into play. Um, although I am, you know, I, uh, I practice yoga as a, as a, as a way of life. So I had a lot of awareness, but awareness in terms of like courage and speaking up for yourself and kind of drawing the boundaries and things like that. It just, need, it just never connected for me. So I now qualify it instead of like, oh, you know, corporations and stuff like that. For me, it was just like, okay, now I see what my role was in that as well. Like, I think I allowed that, but nevertheless, I got so burnt out. Um, <laughs> I was just like, this can't be what, you know, what my family had uh, talked about in terms of what it meant um, to have a successful life, you know, to have, to have a great job and all of these things. And it just, it kind of left me disillusioned. So I was just like, you know what, I got to figure this out for myself. So I, I took a sabbatical and then on that journey of trying to figure out like, well, how should a good life, because I followed that script, that path, that was um, laid out for me, I think for a lot of us probably relate to, you know, go to university, you know, get married, get the house, all that stuff. And, um, and so on, in that process of like soul searching, like I can't go back to that. And if I go back to that, then it has to be under different terms. That's how I encountered the coaching and Brendan um, High Performance Institute and, and, and High Performance Coaching. So then I was, so when I started getting coaching, I'm like, oh my God, this is the ticket this is it, right? So then I, I decided, I mean, it took me a while, right? So I had to like, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of uh, mental convincing and transition that I needed to do a lot of bargaining with myself because it was like, you're leaving an old, old identity. So then I'm like, well, if I'm not this person, then who am I kind of thing? Like, who am I if I'm not the arena that's kind of ascending that had me family proud, all of that stuff that, that comes up with, um, following the script so to speak I guess uh, but in, at the end I decided I was going to go all in and I, I I went all in because I just I really love it and I live it and I'm like this is it like you don't have to mm, get so disillusioned and leave the world of whatever it is that you're doing but you can actually maneuver in a way that it serves you and that is what we teach as coaches right it's like well how do you actually live life skillfully um, and that's something that I don't know about you guys, but nobody taught me that. Like, it's just the concept of saying no to a manager. What? I was absolutely sacrilegious. Like, I don't know. Like, I was never taught. Like, so those are those kind of things that I'm talking about. So I think that what I feel like what we do is, is it kind of prepare people for, empower people. Kind of like that. Doesn't mean you just have to leave everything, but you definitely have to know how to stand up for yourself and how to fight for what is it you want, stuff like that. So, um, so that's the journey. And that's why, I, I'm, I feel so strongly about it because I've kind of, I, you know, I learned through the fire. I went through the fire and then came out. So long and short, that's basically what the story is, why I became a coach. Yeah. Well, so I, 
I would I would also sorry Sherry because I know a little bit about Irina's story and and some things because you you left for sabbatical but you did some things I mean you you left US you went to oh yeah <laughs> so tell us about that because that's really interesting absolutely and I, so this I think this is the beauty of the journey right of 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 um, uh, self-awareness you know I think once I left the sabbatical once I was away from literally that 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 you know that rat wheel or whatever like that where I felt like I had some space to kind of process you know uh things I so during that sabbatical I, I traveled around the world for a year by myself with a little bag and and that realization of how little that I, I needed after all to to be very happy and to actually um, be among people amongst people that didn't have a lot and that was so happy and uh, I just it just I don't know it just really shifted my paradigm in terms of what in fact meant was success so um, so again like every every experience were like was underscoring uh, or putting a question mark in terms of like well what do I do I go back to engineering again like what do I do now you know so in that journey, one of the cities that I ended up here um, is it was in the south of Spain. And when I came here, I was I was mind blown because my definition of what was happiness, I guess, was sort of defined by me by the sort of the capitalist um, conditioning that I grew up in. Um, I'm from Miami. Um, and and so it's about, you know, make money, have the car, all kinds of like, I don't know, like that kind of thing. And I just had taken it for granted that we can actually just also be happy and healthy and have healthy relationships and things like that, which was everything that was missing for my life, even though on paper, like I said, was amazing. Um, and so when I came to the South of Spain, almost reluctantly, actually, uh, I saw, listen, I mean, and let me qualify this, not like this is not the utopia here, but, but I, I found here what I wasn't able to find anywhere else. And it was just people that, valued um time with friends time with family on the street having their beer just like really joyous um and just i don't know like for some reason i felt like i belonged here i'm like i'm like i want to know what they're having and so um and it wouldn't leave me alone i i literally like years now months later after i left here kept traveling and i'm just like all right if something resonates this much then i think it's worth checking out like what's going on so um, so I found my, 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 I found myself, I found back, myself here. back here five years I, on. I'm just giddy. I love it here so, so much. And it really is because I was able to, while I was designing or redesigning my life in, in, in the way that, that I felt like brings me joy and that actually enables me to serve. And, um, this has been my workshop and I just like, I, every time I'm like, oh my God, really, this is where I live, <laughs> you know, it's brilliant. So um, so uh, it's just it just makes me really happy, and I really think that is that is sort of the journey, right? We're just we're trying to all be happy, and whatever that means for you. That 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 is I I love that. That's that's so beautiful, and and I'm really happy that you found your your kind of world that you were able to connect, and and I I think it's inspirational because a lot of times we limit ourselves in the sense that where do we live? Or do we have to be in this space? Or um, no, you don't. There, some people will feel aligned with the quote-unquote capitalist side of the way life. Some people thrive in that environment. 
It's not for everybody. Some people won't. So then what do you do? You just stay there and suffer? Or do you go on? on, on? I mean, obviously, it's not always about changing your external environment because as coaches, we know there's so much internal work that needs to be done uh, there. But the fact that you were you have the courage to kind of be open and travel uh, with your little backpack, I'm picturing, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, and then a completely different culture and, and you fell in love with yeah. it. So that, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're spot on. Like, you, you really, it's internal work. It really is. I think it is the internal work that every every step is just like an act of courage, especially at that time. And and again, like, um, you know, I think for me, what was missing from living that fast life in the states, or even in London when I was living in London, which is very, very similar in terms of pace, um, was that I was just. I, I think we need, we, we're human beings, you know, like the relationships and, and with self and with, with other people and just, mean, just having meaning in life, I felt like was missing. And I think for me, that was a bit, you're right. I think it really depends on where you are in life and no location does not change your situation. You have to do the inner, inner work. It, it always starts there. Yeah. So I'm curious, Arena, as you were, um, contemplating going into coaching and starting to enter that what was the primary mindset that you recognized you needed to boot out the door and which new mindset did you need to adopt for you to really open the door to flourish where to start god <laughs> I, I think there were two there were two main things at play i want to say because there was a death of an uh, there was a death of an old identity like I said, you know, I think that it was um, very much my identity as and the validation and all everything that accolades, all that stuff that or the and the money, all that stuff that comes right. So it's like you're leaving that behind to start, you know, some go on some uncharted territories, right? So there's a lot of um, mindset. So you gotta work. There's stuff you gotta work through because then. You know, people are questioning you and then you're questioning yourself but there was a lot of that stuff that needed to so for me like I think the connection to serve the connection to lead a meaningful life the connection to 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 believe that there is a purpose for my life higher than just you know kind of going through the motion of whatever script that might have been handed like I think all of us have been given some kind of script in our homes it's, it's natural right but um so to kind of fight for that, I think it really sort of was that is like, well, there, there had to come a time for me where I was just like, okay, well, what's more, what's, what's more important for you? And, and also just as a side note, I, several years before that, I had a, a near death car accident. So to me, I, I just knew the fragility of life. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to worry about what people say. I mean, granted, you're human, right? Like you don't want to disappoint, um, especially people who, um, are you are are you open to sharing that experience? Because I think I think that was a life changing experience, as as you shared. If, if you're open, sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and this is again, you know, I think it's so interesting because I think the the most pivotal, the most consequential, uh, life changing experience happened at a, at a high point in life, and then suddenly somebody popped a balloon. So in this particular case, I was. Um, I was on holidays 
and I was in East Africa and um, we, we were, I think it was just a couple of days before I went back to, to the States and it was a group of us. And we went to see these old ruins. We were in Eritrea, which was uh, part of the Ottoman Empire, just a lot of history there. And so on the way back from those ruins, um, the van, we, we went off about 300 feet of very jagged cliffs, cliff. And pretty much they just came to collect us thinking that we, it was just sort of a recovery effort. And thankfully, I guess, I don't know, I, I mean, I must have made some kind of noise or whatever. And they're like, oh my gosh, she's, you know, she's still alive. So out of the six of us, uh, four people died from, from that car. Um, and so I came back to the state, all kinds of, to the States, all kinds of just, I can't even imagine, tell you like the amount of trauma that was. So it was a, like working through all of that stuff. And I think that Again, at a very high point in my life, it was my, my family is from Eritrea. That was the first time I, you know, I went to visit, you know, and, and so like it was such an, an emotional, dramatic um, experience that ended up so anticlimactically like that. So it was really, so that really, I think that took me on a journey of just looking inward, like what is the point of life? So I got very deep into yoga and uh, philosophy I got my teacher's training I just it was it was again I'm just I was, I was trying to figure it out I think when something that drastic happens to you you're trying to look for meaning like what is the point of all of this um and so yeah it was a it was a very hard journey but again like we're resilient beings um I'm a fighter so so you know I I I went through my stuff and, you know, and, uh, and I came back out, but, um, but then again, I think what happens is like, you never did I forget that I had survived that there has, there is a grander design for my life. But I really think that once you get on that wheel again, it's really hard to kind of stop long enough to take a breath and say, okay, which way do I want to go? And I think somewhere along the way I got on the wheel. And then the next, like I said, the next high point was like to get this post to go work in London um, as an expat and it was, it was amazing, it was amazing again. But then also that peak was that kind of, sort of speak a peak of sorts. It was uh, where, I, where I fell from that in a way where I was, when it was done, I was so depleted. But so, so yeah, so that was the story. And I think that having, um, had, having had that experience, literally of having lost my life, having somebody lose their life who was literally sharing an ear you know, we're listening to music, uh, an earbud with me, you know, he dies and I survive. It's just, I, I always flash back, flash back to that when I'm struggling with what are people going to think or what I always ha I have to, I have to be my own in my own corner to fight for what I want and to kind of be able to overcome that self-doubt and criticism and all that stuff that we think other people are so for me Sherry to go back to your question that was it like that was the first struggle was just like that mindset of like just working through that of like oh my god like well who am I now and I think the second thing was just like really connecting with my 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 big why it's like well who, whose life am I living anyway like, <laughs> like who am I doing all this for so when I connected with that that I really want to serve and that I have a way that I can help all these colleagues um, that I had that complained about the same things that I did, I knew there was a need for it. So I'm like, and it fills me up too. God, you guys, you know how it is after getting off a coaching call. Like it's just such a high. So I'm like, this is worth, this is worth fighting for. I need to figure this out. So yeah, that's, that's the story. 
So I'm yeah. curious, what was the time frame between your accident that rocked your world and feeling like you got to a place where you could really, where you were, you had clarity and you were digging your heels in to get momentum? Momentum for the coaching? Yes. All right. Uh, several years, actually. Um, actually, in between that time, I, I, I changed jobs and everything like that. So I would say it was, uh, maybe I'll say a good eight years had passed before I really started to just say, okay, you know what, something needs to change. Um, and then, and then after that, it was just a huge reset of kind of like, I mean, it took me like two years to update even my LinkedIn, to be honest with that's how attached <laughs> I was to that identity. Um, and, and I'll say that honestly, because I think that I think a lot of us might struggle with that because I, I sort of burnt the boat. I was just like, that's it. I'm going all in. Um, and so there was really no real transition. You know, one day I was, you know, the engineer, the consultant, this, and then the next thing you know, I'm like, I need to get my certification. Where do I go? So, um, I mean, it was a process, but in terms of, you know, what I was doing as a role in terms of work, it was just I'm like, that's it. I got to go all in. Um, mentally, it was slow, the, right? Me, like, the, this is really, really profound in, in, a, in a few senses. One, it kind of reminded me of this quote. I think it's from The Power of Now. Uh, I'm going to butcher it, but I think it goes with the sense that um, the meaning of life is to die before you die so you can live life fully. And the death that you're talking about is that death of the ego, that death of the identity that we build up that might not apply at this point in your life. And a lot of transformation that's within the coaching world is, is that you're creating actually a completely new identity for yourself. I mean, Dr. Sherry has talked about how she's shifted her identity around like so many times and she's still going through that shift and we're always going through that. Um, but really, and, and also the other side of it is that how long it took you to even realize that that experience had a profound effect on you. Um, and that's why it's our journeys are so different. For someone else, it might have been right after that, okay, screw this. <laughs> I'm doing my own thing. Life is too short. But it took you a while to process that and come to a, a conclusion after a while. And same for me. I mean, it took me a good three decades to even realize, <laughs> like, holy shoot, I don't want to live this life. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, and, and for some, it could be six decades. But whatever point you decide and, and whenever you start, I think what that why, the clarity around why you're doing this and what is truly important to you, what do you feel aligned with? I, I think those are much bigger driving factors than, oh, I want to start a business. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Especially if you want to sustain it. You could forget. I mean, I am convinced um, if all you want to do is just start a business, mm, how do I put this? Too much work. <laughs> too much work and too many challenges to just start a business. <laughs> it's going to be such a struggle because it's, for me at least, let me speak about my experience, is um, you got to keep in mind, like I've, I've worked for, you know, for other people, for companies, right? So I never really had, I, I didn't know what was going on in the background in terms of what it takes to be a business owner or an entrepreneur or any of that stuff. 
So there's a huge leap of faith and in a way, maybe some naivete, right? Thank God, because let me tell you, if I knew that, well, all was involved to, to actually really, you know, because it really, um, it really tests you. It really tests your desire to make this work. I mean, there's so many, so many ways, so many reasons you can tap out. It takes a long time to kind of sort things out to figure, there's just a lot of moving pieces for me at least. And, uh, and so for me, like in order to actually stay in the game and stay committed to it, it's like always reconnecting with that big why, like you said, it's like, what is really important at the end of the day? And, you know, and I always kind of like, there was a time where I was kind of like, try to calm myself down or right, arena, relax. If, if necessary, you could always go back to that, you know, and, and that worked for a little bit, right? But it was just do what you need to do to stay in the game. But it has to be something bigger than just, I want to start a business because, especially if you're a total rookie and don't have any business background, it's a challenge. It is a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, I mean, even Dr. Sherry has shared, she has had a business and she has dealt with the challenges around this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, many coaches I've talked to, most of them, they not most of them, but many of them, they come from different corporate background. They come from a background where um, they, uh, as Brennan Richard might say, they didn't teach me how to make money. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's our they just, just told me to show up and do the work it's a whole different world when you're building a business and not only it's a huge identity shift but the whole process is different because and I've, I've talked to my clients who struggle with this is that you know when you showed up at your work a lot of the thinking was done for you a lot of the organization all you had to do was focus on that that thing to move it forward within your role within that specific role that you were in but now you are that organization as you're starting out. That requires a lot of thinking, a lot of conscious planning. That requires you to deal with all sorts of fears that pop up that doesn't align very well with strategic thinking. <laughs> and, and until you're dealing with that stuff, what happens over and over, you're blocking yourself from moving forward. And it takes, that's why it takes more courage a lot of times than quote unquote intelligence for people to build businesses. Yeah, because it actually takes courage to put yourself out there because there's a lot of fear out there. Well, what would people think? I'm just beginning. Um, and, and so maybe we can talk about the, the business side of things. So what did it take for you to start kind of picking traction on, on this beyond the identity stuff, like tangibly, what did it take for you to start picking up traction? Um, I would say fundamentally speaking, it was a willingness to um, one embrace now that this is my identity. I think it really is important to kind of identify yourself. Okay, now this is what I'm doing. This is who I am now. And this is what my cause is. I think that is first step. Um, And that enabled me to uh, have the courage to actually update my title on LinkedIn to say, okay, certified high performance I'm telling you, it seems so. Yeah, no, that's a thing. I believe that. And so I was like, okay, fine. So I let that settle in a little bit. And then after that, I started to show up. I think that was it. That was was the moment I feel like um, where I felt like I I picked up a little bit of attraction because you own it. Then then little by little, okay, that didn't hurt so much. I posted something. Okay, maybe there was a like, maybe there wasn't, whatever. But but like, okay, I, that didn't kill me. And then and then with time, I was just like, oh, okay, great. So I feel like the more I was showing up, the more I was owning that identity and the more connected I felt, the more I was getting clients, the more I could see how much 
the more compassionate I became and, and how transformational this work actually really is that we do. Um, and so that kind of made me, helped me put aside or put in check a little bit more the fear. It wasn't so much as ego anymore, but it's like, it was sort of the fear, like what if this doesn't fly kind of thing, you know? Um, but it's just so, like- So how, like, how did you deal with those fears as you're in part of it was that you kind of took steps to, to deal with that, but what else did you do? Okay, well, okay, so let's talk about personal practices because I mean, you hit it spot on the head, spot on in the head. This is the part that I love and, and don't like much about this entire process is because I don't know about you guys, but for me, the part that I love in working and, and trying to help others and trying to um, serve, I think the first order of business is like, I'm faced with my own stuff. Like I really have to deal with my own stuff, like all the discomfort of what other people are gonna say about me and all of these things. So for me, I have personal practices personally um, in terms of um, you know my meditation practice, just kind of like movement, dancing, um, and just you know reading and and always obviously being in community of people that are also on that journey with you. I think that is absolutely priceless and very very important aspect of this journey because it can be very isolating, you know. Um, and, and, uh, you know, there is, there is power in going and going together, obviously, right. Kind of like in, in, in having, in being able to consult other people that are on that journey with you, um, and, and that camaraderie that you can actually, there are people that I can, you know, I always felt like I could message you. I'm like, if I sell, you know, what do you, you know, kind of like that kind of gives you a sense of, give me a sense of, um, uh, you know, stay in the game, you have a team, you know, I think that's what it is, like, what I feel like I lost a lot is, and no longer working in companies is like that team, that camaraderie kind of thing, um, and so for me, those are the things that helped me deal with that, and I think when you see that other people are struggling with the same things, and then I, I have coaches, what do you, I mean, I think that is a huge important aspect of being a coach, you need to work through your stuff, um, because they will bubble up in this journey. So in a way, it's also in serving others, I feel like I serve myself tremendously. So it's a win-win. How could you lose in this? Yeah, and and, and what, what you're sharing is, it's, I, I, think at, at, uh, I think it sounds like a romantic idea when people jump into this. I'm going to be a solopreneur with my laptop going and sitting by the beach and doing the work. Yeah, there is a fantasy there. You can fulfill that. There's nothing wrong with that part. But then the reality is, is that if you find yourself with trying to figure out how you're going to uh, execute this webinar or this marketing funnel or reach out to a bunch of people that you don't know or, you know, uh, you need people to give you feedback who are doing similar things. You need to watch their struggles because what the worst thing that happens with this stuff is the same thing that happens with our clients. And we're not an exception to that, is that we get in our head and then we start to tell ourselves all sorts of stories about, oh, why I shouldn't do this. Oh, what's this person going to think? What would my coworkers think? What's going to happen when I put myself out there? What are people, how are people going to respond? And then and, and these are conscious, but not, not really, but these are recurring thoughts that happens. But even beyond that, there are deeper emotions that, that block us from moving forward. This is where you need a support structure. 
not not of people who don't actually get what you're doing people who are actually within that same world that that is that makes the i, I think that makes the biggest difference out of all of this stuff who are working through the same things as as you are in and workplaces we have that most of our schooling we had that where other students i mean think about the time when you went through school like regardless of how challenging it was you looked at your fellow students like yeah, I'm struggling with the same shit. <laughs> like, okay, you, it makes you feel a little bit better. And there's this saying, I think it was in, in my psychology class, my psychology professor would say this all the time. Like, um, we say that misery likes company. That's might not be the case. It might be misery likes miserable company. <laughs> uh, yeah. but, but these are huge things. And then also the coaching part is that, are you doing the work yourself? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I always think of it this way, like, for instance, I mean, I, I mean, if I was to go to a physician who clearly doesn't eat well or doesn't, you know, and, and if they were to prescribe something to me, I'm not really sure how seriously I could take them. So for me, it's very, very important that we do the work. We actually like that we be the poster children of that which we're preaching. Um, so loving what we do I mean, for me that I love I love this stuff so much that I mean it, it is it's not that hard for me to walk the talk so to speak but I really think it's such an important aspect of actually showing up strong as well that that gives a lot of confidence when I post and think you know or when I speak about these things I I feel like it gives you a certain level of command because you you can talk about your struggles equally as in the way that you could talk about how you could help them transform their lives, you know? And I think it's important. That's where the vulnerability comes into play as well, because God knows we're not perfect. I mean, by I'm just maybe a, a step ahead or two of you, but I have uh, an amazing tool set that, that, that I've been trained in that I can help you with. But I mean, this, this is no, I think it's also, yeah, I think it's also important to be humble about it. The fact is that we're all trying to figure it out. It's just that we have, you know, world-class training that can actually help you. Um, and, 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 and sort of we walk the talk. And I think that's also important. Yeah, well, it really is. And I really appreciate your vulnerability there because, I mean, if, if, if I've seen anything work um, and, or not work and work in coaching is that, we're not the kind of expert that says, hey, do, do this thing and it'll work. Uh, if there is any kind of expert title, it is that we're actually walking the journey with you. And we're gonna consistently deal. I mean, I'm, right now I'm, I'm sharing it with all my communities that I'm going through coaching with my, uh, with my wife, a relationship coaching, because part of it is we're struggling, part of it we wanna grow and, and that's okay. There are areas that I struggle with, and when I'm when I'm talking about, let's say, a topic on emotions, a huge topic for me in coaching. When we're when I'm coaching my clients through, or when we're talking about this, I share those things that I'm dealing with. It's not a secret. I'm a human being. Uh, I will struggle with the same things. One, it breaks down the barrier of, okay, well, I can't share because this person is an ex expert, and what if I'm judged in this way or that way? Um, but the other side, it, it creates, builds that connection with, with, with the people. And also one of the most profound thoughts that I've heard from Brandon Burchard is that if they don't, if they, if they see that you don't, if, if they don't see that you 
you see the struggle, they won't buy your solution. If you haven't gone through the struggle, they won't buy the, the solution. And coaching is one of those areas that we have to be open to share. Now, at what level coaches will, that, that'll be vary, but at least the, the acceptance that everybody has their own journey. And, and, and as we're sharing, we're vulnerable around that, hey, I'm not perfect here. I'm not claiming to be perfect. I'm not claiming to be an expert that this is going to solve all your problems. But what it will do is if you begin this journey and do the work, this could be incredibly transformational. And I know that because one, I've gone through this and I've walked with others who, who do the same thing. Absolutely. I would say run the other way if you meet somebody who tells you that they're experts and they can solve your problems. Run. I mean, it's, it's, um, I mean because, I mean, really, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I really think it is important, like you said, to um, to be ourselves, to, to be professionals, of course, you know, to share to our comfort level. But I think it really is important to give others permissions, permission to open up as well, because we're asking, I mean, think about it when when, when people are coaching with us, you know, it is a vulnerable situation, especially, you know, people who have it together on paper, as I say, you know, I think there's a lot of ego at play when everybody's looking at you like, oh man, you know, and then you come to the session and you're, you know, you're putting yourself in a vulnerable situation. So I think even more, it's so important to, to be open and to be um, understanding and to cheer them on for whatever efforts they're doing. I mean, I think, of course, yeah, I mean, Dr. Sherry, did you have any thoughts around this? Well, as you were talking, I was just, um, you know, about having to walk the walk. Um, a much more tangible uh, thing, kind of uh, marketing in, in my world. Because <laughs> as a coach, I'm also, um, I coach specifically in the real estate investing um, space. And so it's a combination of some mentorship around actual strategy, but then coupled with the, the high performance principles and, and some of that sort of stuff. And I've noticed, um, just practically speaking, the more that I post like, Hey, here's a flip I'm doing. Hey, here's a, here's a off-market deal. I'm refinancing. Hey, here's the, whatever, here's a new short-term rental that I'm, I'm furnishing and getting when the more that I have posted about the doing the more responses I'm getting when I put a little nugget out there, like, Hey, I'm, I'm launching a mastermind here for real estate investing. And I, you know, and then I start to get a few people to respond versus just saying, Hey, I'm doing this, you know, mastermind, but I've got no journey that I've shared. There's no history. There's no credibility. There's no, you know, and, and so I've just noticed the more that I focus on inviting people along on my journey, imperfect or perfect, you know, depending on the day, <laughs> Um, that, that really resonates with the folks that I'm, you know, that I, re I really feel called to, called to serve. Yeah. Yeah. That, may, that makes a huge difference. In fact, I think I, I, the way I look at social media for, for my business is mostly that is that it, it builds that credibility, uh, in, in the sense that if your clients are watching you go through that journey, they know that you're going through that and it can't be just, uh, Oh, I'm, I'm teaching this thing. You're sharing experiences. You're, you're showing them. I'm walking this thing through. I mean, with real estate, it's more tangible, but with coaching exactly. it's a little bit different. Well, and uh, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, well, here's the tangible kind of easy to digest and understand. Um, so, you know, what could that look like, you know, for, for, um, 
a, you know, a life coach or a high performance coach or whatever that, you know, isn't, doesn't have something as tangible as real estate. How are you going to share your journey? Um, obviously there's a million re- ways, but I, I'm just curious, like, what are some ways that you guys or that you've seen, how do you share yourself and your journey to give credibility that you are walking the walk? Fazia, you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, mean, um, I can go. I was in shit. Okay, I don't know. Go, do go ahead, Irina, if you want to go. Well, I mean, I think, you know, the funny thing is more and more I'm realizing um, it had the importance of finding your voice and your message. And I know this whole, you know, there are different um, teams in terms of identifying your niche or whatever the case might be. But what I'm noticing is more and more, the more I show up, the more I'm actually talking to who I was several years back. You know, the person, you know, as we st- when we started the, our conversation earlier, you know, I told you that, like, looking back, I, I, I own my participation in that dance, you know? So it, I think it's very easy a lot of times to kind of, you know, uh, point the finger, you know, all corporations are working for other people, or, you know, kind of thing. But like, you know, anytime you're pointing a finger at somebody, remember there's a finger pointing back at you kind of thing. So I'm own, I, I own quite a bit of like, well, what could I have done better? So when I, when, when I post, when I share, I think unwittingly, like I just without realizing, I re- I'm, I'm seeing that a lot of the stuff, a lot of the, uh, the things I'm putting up is like just, things that I, I wish I had known, because the thing is, listen, I know that not everybody um, is pr- perhaps has a privilege to kind of say, you know, no, I'm taking a sabbatical and I'm gonna go away and I'm gonna sort my stuff out. The, the reality is people have to kind of be able to maneuver um, within the situation that they're in, at least at the beginning, right? Until they find uh, a way out of the, uh, a, a situation that might not be serving them. And, I, and I'll, I'll venture to say a lot of times, I think that perhaps we're in situations that we don't really like because we haven't really advocated for ourselves, right? Like we haven't really asked for what we want. So, so that's sort of what, that's how, that's what I speak to. Um, not because only that's what we, not, not only because that's what we try to empower our clients with as coaches, but I just think that that is the reality of things. I mean, I think it's, so, it's important to kind of meet people where they are. And uh, that's, that's how I talk about it. I really haven't talked about the struggles I've had, I think, as an entrepreneur. But I think that's definitely um, something that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start um, digging into. Because I think it, people need to know that, that in any new venture, it's not that easy. I just didn't kind of like flip a dime and say, okay, I'm going to do this, although it might appear that way. But the point is, it's such a struggle, a lot of internal struggle and then logistical stuff. Who guides you? It's great to have a community, but then you need to find the right people, the right. So I think it's just important to share your struggles as a coach, since that's what we're teaching them anyway, how to deal with the struggles that they're having. I really think the best use cases is the struggles that we are going through. Like Faisal touched on, you know, if you're having a relationship, you know, because you're trying to work on some stuff, then sharing that openly is just like, I don't know, I think Faisal, you, you do that artfully, actually. So, yeah. Thank you. Um, and, and, and what I hear there is that vulnerability piece. I think that's very important in the coaching world. So whether we're on video or uh, uh, we're, we're doing a podcast or we're doing an article, uh, whatever it is, I, I think, and, and this came, I, I learned this from uh, 
the book to, to I think it's to sell as human or it's human to sell by Daniel Pick that with, with information becoming so open uh, as much as people are sometimes bought into the bullshit of uh, people have the best lives on earth on social media they also see past that past the veil they're starting to see past the veil and a lot of this thing around oh I have the most amazing life doesn't work people see through that very quickly so what they want more is authenticity okay i i, I get it um you're doing something important but okay share more i, I want to know what you're going through um and just with the past few years of social media and sharing and everything has become i think it's created a culture of people are seeking different authentic and and open sharing versus oh look at me that 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 that's i personally think that that's 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 shifting and obviously it depends where you're even people like let's take somebody like grant cardone um i i love the guy sometimes i don't like the guy but when you watch his videos he's pretty vulnerable like he talks about his stories he's very open in a lot of ways even when he's talking about uh, like showing off his jet or money but he still always goes back to a story in his struggle and, and that's really important to understand that it's not always about that and, and to understand that he's going through the same challenges that you are regardless. But the others, like, I think the main thing is just showing up is really important. Like if you just, just took, took away all the stuff and you just showed up regardless of how you showed up, I think that trumps almost everything and that's consistent. Uh, and I'll give, I'll give a tangible example around this is that some of the things that I'm getting, it's not because, oh, I just started being on social media. I've been on it for like five years now. And I've consistently posted pretty much every week, multiple times a week. And a lot of, and I was talking to another experienced coach who was talking about it, that he had sowed the seeds at a time where he wasn't very successful and, and related, relate that to creating a garden. A garden doesn't look like a garden uh, when you're beginning. And what it looks like is you're, the, the, the actual seed is under the ground. But as you plant those seeds, it takes a while for it to flourish. And he was sharing, this experienced coach was sharing with me, is that, you know, a lot of those seeds that I planted like years ago, now they're all coming to fruition. And now he's so busy, he doesn't know what to do with any, any of them. And a lot of similar things have happened for me in my business is that I didn't get direct clients from a lot of those social media posts I did. But then all of a sudden, somebody reaches out to me and that's a huge contract who's gone through like five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 videos of mine. They're like, uh, and before they even talked to me, they knew what my content was about, what my values were, what I was sharing. And I ended up getting that contract. Uh, just recently in the past couple of weeks, I was invited to speak at a real estate event and I'm doing a whole workshop that, and that came from all the connections that I've built. It didn't come because I showed up one day on social media. It showed up because I have consistently shown up in all sorts of weird places, meetups, book clubs, <laughs> uh, the live videos, YouTube, everywhere, and then just chat rooms and groups and all sorts of places that people see me and they consistently see me. And, and this is actually this is something else I learned from Brendan Burchard earlier, earlier on. Um, initially, I thought he was kind of joking, but then I, I realized the, the, the power of what he said. He said, he said that I'm not the brightest. I'm not the most intelligent teacher. I'm not the most, <laughs> like he made a list of it. He's like, you know why people buy from me? It's because I'm always there. 
And just that later on, when I reflected back on it, is that, oh, well, what do people do when they hear about somebody? They Google them. What do people do? They go on social media. They look at their profile. Did this person start yesterday? Or did, did, when was the last time this person posted? Now, this doesn't mean you have to live on social media. It just means that you need to strategically have your stuff there. I think that showing up part is huge. Uh, plus, if you can add the vulnerability piece, that's a different end. And I think that for me, at least the third one is building long-term relationships. I think that trumps social media in a lot of ways, um, which means that most of the clients I've actually, that I've gone in the past two years, they've been through relationships within my communities. They've been through my clients. They've been through the places that I've done workshops for or the, the hundreds of strategy sessions that I've done, out of which I've only gotten a few clients out of it. And, and that requires you to actually reach out to people, whether that's one-on-one, -on -one, to within groups, within uh, networks, go actually meet people and share what you're about. That stuff is scary. <laughs> that's the actual work. The work that we would rather do is, oh, let me go and listen to this course and digest the material. We're very good at that as coaches. In fact, we learn a little bit too much at times. I, I mean, those are some of the things that have worked for me. And to this day, they work. I and mean, it's through my relationships that I'm building, whether they're smaller sales or bigger sales or bigger contracts. What, what are your thoughts on that, Sherry? You know, I've been fascinated with the shift in um that i've seen around our our personal stuff being public um when i first got trained as a psychologist it was very much a model of your stuff is your stuff you don't share it with the client you you keep it separate professional boundaries um which you know there's a uh, there is an art to to boundaries um, but it was very much, um, you know, and, and it posed as an ethical, you know, like if, if you, if you share yourself or anything about yourself with a client in session, like you're approaching, you know, being unethical and, um, you know, the expectation is that, you know, we're, we're like a blank slate. Um, and there is some theory behind, you know, being a little bit non-reactive and then the client is able to maybe see themselves a little more clearly, but, but that's not in my experience, that's not really what people are looking for. They're not looking for a wall to talk to. <laughs> They're wanting a relationship. And, and so over the last 20 years, I've seen the shift um, both. I think the professional shift is lagging. I think, um, and maybe not as much in the coaching space, but definitely in the mental health space. Uh, where there are still a lot of, a lot of people are still teaching, you know, keep, you know, you got to keep them separate. And again, there's value to that. There's some wisdom around that when you're working with really messed up people that, you know, like you don't want to overshare because uh, there is, could be, could be damage to you and to them, but just that general sense of um, the world wants relationships. And I think the more that we're finding there's this distance that's happening with technology and you know whatever else is contributing to it that this artificial perspective that we must keep ourselves separate and private 
for me anyway, doesn't really seem to make sense um, in my ability to serve people. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, I think we, we all absolutely need to make a decision on how, on what we choose to keep private, what we choose to share. And again, there's wisdom in, in having some intentionality around that. I just, I, I just observe so many coaches and therapists have different ideas around that. They're like, I will never, ever share anything about my life on social media. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Uh, it's just interesting hearing, hearing people's perspectives. So I'm kind of enjoying this conversation. <laughs> Yeah. And, and there's, there's, and so it's interesting for me because you will never see me sharing my kids pictures or my family pictures. even. Like I, I don't share stuff like that on social media. And the only place I share is people that I know uh, directly. Uh, I'll even share those sometimes with my clients if we've talked about a specific thing, but nothing like that. But when, when I'm talking about vulnerability is, is, is specifically because it, it relates back to our struggle as human beings. And, and that struggle is really, really important because people want to know that they're not crazy. <laughs> they're not the only one who it is. If there's any, especially in my group coaching sessions, there's once people get it, once, once the members get it in that session, they get this, like you can see their body language shifting. Their shoulders go down. They get the sigh of relief. And then almost always when I ask them, it's like, well, what was your greatest insight? Multiple answers be, uh, go around. I'm not the only one. Because they've spent so much of our life, uh, their life thinking that they might be the only one going through that shit. But that's not true. That's because most people around them haven't been honest or authentic enough to share that they're going through that struggle. They've created this perfect model that doesn't exist in reality. It's a show. And they're kind of aspiring or trying to hit something that's not real or even healthy or even sane to do. And all of a sudden, they, they, they work with a coach who's all of a sudden saying, hey, I got my shit. And that's okay that you got your shit too. Let's work through it. That's a very different relationship. Yeah. That might be I their closest relationship they have. And let's keep in, let's, let's remember that for the most part, it's about them actually in those sessions, right? We, we do a little bit of sharing uh, in a moment of, to give permission, at least from, from my perspective, it's sort of to also let them know, hey, you know, we are all struggling in fact, you know, and good on you for taking it upon yourself to actually want guidance to try to sort it out because who in this world is not struggling? We all are. I don't, I just, I'm telling you, like this, this work has made me so much more compassionate toward the human condition, period. Like, I just know, like, we're all so it's like, hey, good on you for being on this journey. I too have my stuff. Here's a little bit. But you know, the rest of the hour is, is pretty much letting them trying to sort out, you know, what's going on for them and what they could do. How can we brainstorm? And again, it's like being the person in the corner with them, right? That's our job as their coach. So there, I feel like there's not a lot of, um, you know, sharing per se, like uh, on my part at least. But I think, but to kind of go back to what you're saying, I think it's a consistency. The fact of the matter is people are watching, watching. At the end of the day, people are going to see even our own evolution. Like, you know, where perhaps first it was just behind the screen, like just kind of like maybe 
putting posts in a little by little, like a, a 30 second video. And the next thing you know, you're doing a half hour, you know? And so people can see your own evolution and people know they're not stupid. I mean, people know it's not easy to put yourself out there. So I think that just in the way, you know, this is, you know, we teach a lot about role modeling, don't we? Like when we're coaching. And I think it's, it's even without even, when you take a position on something and you speak to that, that you're definitely going to find your, your tribe is going to find you, so to speak. But even if, if you didn't take a position, you're just kind of even speaking in generals. It takes a great deal of courage to put yourself out there where this, the world of social media is, could be very unkind at times, you know? So, so I think people are aware of that. I think that in itself speaks volumes um, if your heart is in the right place. I, I think energetically speaking, we, we also communicate what it is that we're trying to do. Um, so I, little by little, you start to attract the right people um, in your tribe. And then that, that's it. Ultimately, just try to help a handful of people, right? Yeah. Single-handedly, I can't save the world. And, and, and that can be amplified. But I think that that journey starts. It doesn't matter whether you know your community or not. But just that the act of putting yourself out there and you're doing it consistently will help you uh, create this iterative process of evolving, as you said. You're gonna evolve with your message, and and as as um, who's this? Uh, I forget his name, but he said that document don't teach document. Uh, and as you're documenting your journey, people are growing with you. And there's so many people watch from behind the scenes, and they don't. They say do. Anything. <laughs> and before you know it, they give you a referral. It's like, where were you? It's like, oh, I've been watching you for the past three years. Never commented or even liked the post. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that that's very common. It it, it happens. Um, but and, and beyond that, I, I I think just to summarize what we've talked about, it, it's really powerful. What we talked about was that really understanding that this journey is different for everybody. For some people, it might take two years or one year to pick up based on your skill set, what you've done in the past, what 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 your aspirations are, what your levels of motivation. So many things, so many factors in there. Who you are. Uh, or it could take eight years, or it could take five years. Uh, it could take six years. The question you have to ask yourself, well, why is this important to you as Irina shared? How is this connected to your identity, your purpose? Those deeper questions that we, need, we ask our clients, are we asking ourselves that? Are you being coached? Are you working through all those fears and challenges that show up consistently every time you sit in front of your laptop or phone or whatever you're using? Because <laughs> they almost inevitably do. Uh, are you around a community that supports you? Are you taking, even if those are tiny steps, to show up consistently? And, and if you're doing even the, those things, it's very unlikely that you're not going to be a successful, that you're not going to be a successful coach. Um, um, and, and I think, um, Sherry, Sherry, you want to transition towards the last few questions? Ah, you read my mind. <laughs> um, Arena, what is one of the most influential books for your coaching journey? Influential books. Well, I want to say high performance habits because that's just the bread and butter of what we what we teach. So I always go back to it um, in terms of whether I'm posting, in terms of I'm preparing perhaps a workshop. So I always I really do go back to that because I think that if we can get especially the five core habits down that is discussed in that book, then I, um, then we're on good footing. I feel like that's so foundational 
So I would say that in terms of coaching, that is still my go-to, the, the High Performance Habits by Brenda Burchard. Awesome. Uh, Arena, what are your hobbies? Like, what do you do in your off time to start? Oh, about that. <laughs> All right, so what do I do? See, that? See, this is what lights me up, because this is what I feel, you see that's introduced. Do you, do you see the shift in energy? I'm like, well, let's talk about that. Well, are, are you energy, gonna show us? No, I would not do. I would. <laughs> no, but I think that the funny thing is, I think like it's so important. Uh, this is it's so important. Besides, I love the fact that you guys are asking about, you know, what else do you do then? You know, besides coaching. So, I love dancing. The funny thing is, I'm from Miami, and uh, it wasn't until I came to Spain, only because I just had bandwidth. You know, I started to take um, salsa and bachata classes, and uh, I, I just I love doing that. I, I African dance classes, so that's my jam. Um, obviously, I love traveling. It's all the last few years for obvious reasons, but um, those are the things that I and I just love exploring my city. I mean, so many people come here for holidays. Just just yesterday, I was out. And, uh, and I'm looking around, there's like a table speaking French, another table speaking, I don't know, some Baltic language. I just, and it's just so, I love it. I love that I can actually come out of my house and 20 minutes later I am somewhere. And um, so I love to be on the streets with my friends drinking beer, kind of, you know, I told you guys when I moved here, I came here saying, I want what they're having. And I'm essentially having what they're having, which is joy and community. And so, yeah. Those are some of the things that I love to do. That's fantastic. Uh, Arena, what's, what separates, in your perspective, successful coaches from the ones who give up, fail, or never really get started? Oh, my God. Well, fundamentally speaking, I would tell you commitment. Commitment. I think if a coach, and I'm speaking for myself, when I decide, when I committed, I, I, this is a must for me. That's when I um, I don't mind if I have to put in late late hours. Like you know, my logic is like if I work that much for somebody else, then I sure can do that for myself. So there, there's like that that level of commitment um, to finding your community. I think is very important to actually finding the right mentors is very important as well because um, I would say that especially as a new entrepreneur, there are so many different trial and error kind of situation. You have so many different teachers, so many different things. I think it really is important to find a mentor, a teacher, a group, a community that is on your level that is marching at that speed. Like, so if somebody is teaching you something that's way beyond your level, you know, if you're just starting out and maybe you should be kind of working your network, but you're thinking about building funnels and stuff like that. It, I think it really try as quickly as possible to get within the right community of people to actually help you, um, give you the help that you need within that, within where you need it, which is if it's in business, then find the people that are doing it and, and get, I think that is the, the main differentiator. You can be committed. Commitment is the most important thing, but part of the commitment is making sure that you go out there and you find the people that are going to help you to, um, to make it a reality because in silo, we can't really do anything. So, yeah, yeah, that's so good, which is the entire foundation of the coaching mastery community is, is to be that, that support and, and that peer uh, accountability. 
Where is the field of coaching headed in your opinion? Well, let's see. Not my opinion. Recent data shows it's about to be a billion dollar uh, a month or a week or something industry. I mean, the knowledge industry is, is going, literally is, is the next uh, revolution. Um, and especially because also people are now more accustomed to, I guess, the bright side of the pandemic, if we, if we could find certain things. And I think it's like, it has normalized this, you know, here I am in the south of Spain, here you are in Wyoming, uh, Faisal in Canada. And it's just how beautiful is this that we can have this kind of conversation um, and, and really impact the entire world. So I think that I'm very optimistic about it. I am, and, and it's, it's, it's work worth doing. And for me, just, I feel so, it's given, it's given me so much more meaning, do you know, which is what I was, I felt like I was missing from uh, working for other people. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and, and, and it's, it's um, um, I, I'm, I'm so happy. And it really, I, I really love that you have such a connection with where you live. I, I think that in itself is very, very inspirational. Also on top of that, you're doing the work that gives you meaning and purpose. I, I think what else would you want from life? You're getting your relationships, you're getting uh, what you what you feel connected to and you're getting your purpose and meaning uh, met in your life. So that's, that's really awesome. And I think it's an inspiration for a, a lot of coaches who are starting out and they're going through the struggle right now. And I think this was an important episode for us to share that we will all go through that struggle. It's an, in fact, it's an important part of for, uh, your success and that commitment that you shared and, and being around the right people, the community that you need to move forward. Um, so for those who uh, are watching, please uh, go to our website, coachingmasterycommunity.com. Uh, you'll be able to find out how you can be part of our community. And if it's the right fit for you, we'd be happy to have you there. I would also love to get Arena uh, to share how, um, uh, how the, the listeners can find her, uh, whether you're building a relationship for Arena is awesome, or uh, it's the client listening to her. It would be great too. Uh, on that end too. So please, uh, Rina, share how we can find you. Right. So these days I live mostly on LinkedIn and um, Instagram. So it's basically my handle is uh, my first name, then my surname, um, E-R-I-N-A-H-A-I-L-E. So you can find me on LinkedIn under Rina Hailey and uh, also on Instagram under Rina Hailey. So. Awesome. It's been... Sorry, I said, I said, I look forward to meeting you, whomever, yes. um, if you need help or whatever it is, right? Just look me up. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing you actually where you live because you're getting me excited about uh, where oh you live. Oh my God, you know, I already <laughs> sent you an invite. And I make it opening up. Yeah, um, so, so probably this, this end of the summer or fall, I might end up there, so. Uh, I'm excited to sit down by that street that you're mentioning and have have that beer. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna be go crazy. It's amazing here. It really is. I who, who knows? I'll end up there too. Maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm open to these things. That might be crazy, but I am. So um, thank you, uh, Irina, for sharing so vulnerably and being uh, taking the time to spend this time uh, with us. And I want to honor you for for all the struggles that you've gone through and, and the work that you've done to move your business forward and staying committed to what you're doing and being an inspiration to others who are starting out and they're going through 
a lot of these things themselves. So thank you for showing up. Always is a pleasure to talk to you. It's been an honor to have you on our podcast. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for for actually creating the community, uh, the coaches community. I, as an alum, definitely would say for, for coaches starting out, check these guys out. They're amazing. It's a great support group. So, um, so yeah, best wishes for uh, on on you on your endeavors as well, right? Thank you, thank you, and and we'll see you next week, same time. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. 